Now back to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Thinking of going to the World Cup? Think again. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll, a psychiatrist, and your terrorist therapist. Yes, are you thinking or do you know someone who's thinking of going to the World Cup? Well, Don't go and don't let them go if you care about them until you and they have heard this. First of all, the U.S. has warned of a terrorism risk during the World Cup in Russia. The World Cup has started already. It started on June 14th. It's going to go to July 15th. And... um, there was already a uh, a warning put out by the U.S. State Department. I'll tell you about that. I'll tell you about what ISIS has to say. (laughs) And I'll tell you about how it has already begun in Russia, that is, terrorism, although the Russian authorities are trying to keep it hush-hush. So, okay, first of all, the U.S. warning. The U.S. State Department warns that terrorists may target the World Cup. Well, duh. (laughs) They target all kinds of world events where there are going to be lots of people and where the world is watching. So yes, the World Cup is a prime target. Uh, They issued, the the State Department issued this travel advisory on June 15th. (laughs) You know, you got to love it. Uh, It's the, the World Cup started on June 14th, and the State Department got around to warning us on June 15th. Great. Um, They're telling U.S. citizens to reconsider traveling to Russia because of the threat of terrorism, as well as harassment and extortion from law enforcement and other Russian officials. So it's not just, you know, radical Islamist terrorists, ISIS, that we have to worry about in Russia at the World Cup, but also harassment and extortion from law enforcement and other Russian officials. And, you know, how, how quickly do you think you can get help if that happens? I'm not trying to scare you. If you want to go to the World Cup, go to the World Cup. I believe, uh, if you haven't heard me talk about this before in podcasts, I believe absolutely that we should go on living our life, having fun, doing what we want to do, uh, acknowledging that terrorism exists, have an escape plan. If you see something, say something also, um, you know, look for exits, get, you know, join the, um, the U.S., um, uh, what, what you can join in the U.S. so that you're, you know, t- that, that you can be uh, known to be in a foreign country and such as by telling the embassy and so on, the embassy here, the embassy there, um, you know, there are certain precautions you can take, but, um, so I'm not telling you not to go, but I am telling you about some kind of scary things that would make you have caution, uh, if not, not go altogether. So, um, there's going to be extensive security at the World Cup, needless to say, 
but terrorists aren't necessarily going to, going to be confining themselves to the locations uh, where there is the most security. Now, of course, they're going to go, if, they, if terrorists attack, they're going to go to stadiums, fan fest viewing areas, but also tourist sites, um, transportation hubs, and other public venues. So in other words, they don't have to necessarily, you know, yes, there's going to be a ton of security at the stadiums. So they're not, they don't have to necessarily just uh, perpetrate an attack at a stadium, like the most obvious place, right? Um, they could just go to places where there are going to be lots of tourists, uh, such as tourist sites in Russia, such as, you know, train stations, bus stations, airports, things like that. Um, popular tourist restaurants. So there's going also, if you do go, um, there's going, you'll see the increased police, police presence. Um, now you need to know that ISIS has threatened to disrupt the games on social media since late 2017. This is not, you know, the State Department may be a little late in warning us a day after the games start, <laughs> maybe that, you know, giving us a travel advisory about the World Cup, but the terrorists have been planning long term uh, and have been telling us about it or trying to since late 2017, okay? Um, there are going to be tens of thousands of security personnel in Moscow and the other 10 Russian cities that are hosting the games. They are going to have air defenses on alert, Russia is, during the games. They're going to have squadrons of fighter jets standing by. They claim, Russia does, after long years of preparations, we have created a clear security plan. <laughs> That's great. Um, now, ISIS, on the other hand, is, has been threatening attacks against Russia since Russia intervened in 2015 on behalf of the Syrian government in its battle against ISIS and other Sunni rebel groups in Syria. So again, ISIS has been angry, planning um, revenge against Russia for quite some time. Uh, there have also been attacks, terror attacks, by militants from Russia's North uh, Caucasus region, North Caucasus region, um, and they who have, there have been attacks from these people in the past, and before the World Cup, Russia um, stages counterterrorism operations because they know that they're under this threat. Um, there have been a number of successful terror attacks uh, that you may have heard of already over the years in Russia, since, the, since Russia has been involved against ISIS in the Middle East. And there have been thwarted plots in Russia by terrorists linked to ISIS. So, I mean, it's not just that they have decided to come for the World Games, um, it's that the World Cup but it's that um, they have been doing things before, not on as grand a scale as they may well be planning for the World Cup, um, because you know the other things that they've done have just been sort of on in Russia at a, in a train station and, and so on, things like that, but nothing that had the focus of the world on them. So that's why the World Cup is a particularly tempting target. Moscow is requiring all soccer fans who travel to Russia to register with the police when they arrive. 
They also shut down some factories that process hazardous materials because they are worried that these factories might be targets. Then interestingly, uh, an underwriter at Lloyd's of London Insurance Company who specializes in terrorism said that the terrorism risk in Russia is higher than in Brazil. That is, Brazil hold, hosted the last World Cup in 2014. And so insurers are thinking that the risk is higher in Russia. In fact, um, they made Russia pay about 10% higher premiums than those paid by Brazil. They're estimating the threat to be that much more. And some insurance companies said that they're not providing coverage for airports, railway stations, or subway lines in Russia, which they felt were less secure and fortified than the stadiums. Okay, so um, let me tell you, if Lloyds of London is worried, <laughs> of course they did give them insurance. Okay, so now, here's the point of view of ISIS. That's what Russia is doing. That's good. Very nice. Um, but here is what ISIS is doing. ISIS has threatened a massacre, quote, like you have never seen because they want to get revenge on Putin. Uh, jihadis have been told, have told the fans of the World Cup that a, quote, massacre that has never been seen in history before at the World Cup will happen. So and what's interestingly, um, the World Cup was begun by Russia against Saudi Arabia um, at a stadium in Moscow. So that went off presumably without a hitch. Um, but they, a cybersecurity firm that monitors ISIS activity on the, dark, on the dark web and in encrypted apps revealed, um, keep revealing, keep uh, monitoring the latest threats to the World Cup. And they're, they're the ones who said that, who predicted that the terrorists are seeking revenge on Putin and Russia. Uh, other propaganda that they found that ISIS put out warned, quote, wait for us, unquote, and quote, we shall slay you in your homeland. Now, they may just be big talkers. I am warning you or giving you, let's put it this way. <laughs> I don't want to warn you not to go, you know, to the World Cup, but I am telling you all you need to know before you decide uh, to go to the World Cup and you shouldn't go until you've heard all of this. Now, before the break, uh, I was telling you about what, what the U.S. State Department warned us, uh, warned everyone who might be going to Russia. Um, uh, you know, basically just warned everybody that there might be a terrorist attack in Russia at the World Cup. And, for, you know, for all the reasons I said, that it's, it's a very, very tempting target for ISIS. So, yes. Um, so now I, I was, uh, then I, now I've started telling you about, um, well, I told you about what Russia is doing on their end, this, the security that they are trying to, uh, that, that they've put in place. And now I'm telling you about what ISIS is doing. So they, you know, ISIS makes all these scary warnings 
on the internet, um, on the dark web, on encrypted apps, uh, on non, you know, just on, <laughs> on the internet in general, wherever they can, you know, wherever they're not chased off or until they're chased off. I mean, now Facebook and uh, Twitter and all the different social media apps or not apps, but sites are trying to say that they're doing a better job of um, getting off ISIS propaganda. Um, so, but, but ISIS puts things up on the internet wherever they can find it, wherever, you know, until they're taken down, right? So they're putting all these warnings about the World Cup, about how it's going to be the worst ever, worst terror attack ever, because they're seeking revenge on Putin and Russia because of Russia being involved in the Middle East against ISIS. So, um, they, and in fact, not just have they, you know, they've, they've been specific about um, planning attacks on the World Cup, not just their normal, you know, we're going to get you kind of stuff. Um, so, for example, there is perhaps the scariest piece of propaganda that I have seen by ISIS um, is a picture of, it looks like a video game, actually. It says World Cup 2018. It has a picture of a man, of a terrorist, of an ISIS terrorist um, in, in combat gear, cam camouflage clothes with rifles and a helmet. And you can't, he's, he has his back towards us, but one might guess that he might have a suicide vest on. And uh, it shows him facing the stadium and there are explosions all over the stadium. You know, the background of the picture is black and the stadium is highlighted because the field is gold and some of the seats are gold, but you, it's to give the impression that the gold is coming from, um, you know, not just that the field might be a goldish green <laughs> dry grass, but, um, but that there's gold in the, in the bleachers from these bombs that they are setting off the explosions. And then on one side of the picture, it actually has um, huge flames from these explosions. And then there's another picture of um, an ISIS fighter with like at a door. It's a little hard to see what that is. But in a, the main part of it is the, is the stadium, all in flames, engulfed in flames, including going up into the stands. And the um, writing on it says, it will be a massacre that has never been seen in history before. So it's kind of scary. Um, meanwhile, Putin is trying to defend against this. Um, he's wearing camouflage. They, they describe the, uh, the, the intelligence agency that looks at this picture that I just described to you, describes it as, um, they write, ISIS's most shocking image features a terrorist standing in a stadium looking over a football pitch, and they mean soccer, of course. The fighter is wearing camouflage, wearing a hood, cradling a submachine, and carrying an assault rifle. Explosions are seen throughout the stadium, with the propaganda emblazoned with the official logo of Russia 2018. It will be a massacre that has never been seen in history before. Um, then they also, this intelligence agency also found a piece of, another piece of propaganda on May 30th, 
that features, this is kind of intriguing, features long dead ISIS executioner, Jihadi John. Uh, it features him, he, he was actually blown up by the US in a drone strike, but they have brought him back to life, <laughs> standing at a football stadium, brandishing a knife. There are blood smatters visible about the goal, and it contains a chilling threat message to fans. Quote, we shall slay you in your homeland in the 2018 World Cup. Wait for us. And then they have a, in this uh, article about, you know, what the intelligence agency found, they have a picture of Putin. <laughs> that I don't, they must have, uh, uh, they found, I don't know, maybe they photoshopped it, but they picked a picture of Putin where he's looking really scared. Um, this intelligence agency also found, um, also told, uh, reported to the news media, we have identified an increase in ISIS threats to the World Cup in the last few weeks, especially since the beginning of Ramadan, with pro-ISIS telegram groups mimicking each other's propaganda posters. Um, So now they're talking about how ISIS, and we know that ISIS, and in terms of the World Cup, uh, I mean, we know this in general, but in terms of the World Cup, ISIS isn't only counting on organized cells in Russia, but also using lone wolves. And in fact, when they put this propaganda on the internet, it is mainly, it is mainly targeted at lone wolves, trying to provoke lone, lone wolves to become terrorists and to do something super exciting like uh, perpetrate an attack at the World Cup, where they're certainly uh, going to get a lot of media attention, you know, the terrorists, because that's what they want, as well as becoming martyrs and so on. Um, so this uh, intelligence organization has told the media, all ISIS needs is one pro-ISIS man with a truck or a knife to commit an attack. I mean, that's true. And as you will hear in my, uh, I, I will soon start into how actually this has already happened. If you think, if you've been thinking, ah, <laughs> I'm not going to worry about this. Ah, everybody's just being overly dramatic. Ah, nothing's going to happen. In a minute, you'll hear something already has. Um, so um, they've, you know, there are some examples of attacks, recent attacks that ISIS has done on Russia. Uh, in March, for example, an ISIS sleeper cell was discovered with nine suspected terrorists that were erected, arrested by their um, intelligence or by Russia's intelligence organization. And then in April, terrorists were planning a bomb and gun attack and they were busted by Russia's secret service. So, I mean, the, the attacks have, have been happening for quite a while, but they've, including recently. And um, they've also made it threats to kill specific soccer players, not just the World Cup in general. Um, they picked out certain, certain specific uh, popular soccer players and threatened them. They pictured them being beheaded in uh, they they did a, a mock-up you know a, um photoshopped these popular soccer players being beheaded i mean you know that's pretty dark uh they also t targeted um 
some of the people who are the, um, the high officials of the World Cup. And they also, you know, made threats against uh, Russia and Putin uh, specifically. So, um, you know, the, the U.S. isn't the only uh, country that is that has um, that has given a travel advisory. Also, in the U.K., uh, British people are being given have been given a travel advisory. And uh, I'm sure in other countries around the world, there are probably other countries who have given travel advisories uh, to their citizens as well. So in a, when we come back, um, I am going to be talking about an incident that actually already occurred in Moscow that Russia is trying to keep quiet, but that um, there are officials or at least one um, politician who expects to run against Putin in the next presidential election, um, who is calling it what it is, a terror attack. I've been warning you, <laughs> telling you all you need to know before you decide to go to the World Cup. And if, you're, if you are not planning on going yourself, um, it, it, but you know somebody, friends or family, who may be thinking about it, please make sure that they listen to this podcast. Again, it is not to tell them to, to go. Um, if I were interested in the World Cup, even if it was in America, um, I would go. I mean, what I'm saying is if it's something that you really like, that, you know, that isn't something that would interest me whether there were terrorists in this world or not. But if that's something that you um, would really like to do, then go for it. Just take all these different precautions about uh, letting the embassies know, embassies know, and as I just told you earlier, um, Russia is saying, in fact, that you, if you go, come to Russia, you do need to register with the police there. So that's one of the things you can do, as well as um, being careful to not go to places that have less uh, security. You know, even I was talking about the insurance companies that um, don't want to insure the train stations and things like that, places where there will be less security than in the stadiums, you know, that will have a lot of security, which of course doesn't mean that there still won't, couldn't be a terror attack there too. So just listen to this. Here is, you know, in case you've been thinking, ah, <laughs> this, you know, this, I'm not going to worry. Again, not making you worry, but know about this. Already, there has been something happening in Moscow. It happened. Um, a taxi driver plowed into a crowd of pedestrians near Moscow's Red Square. So in other words, we're talking about a ramming accident. Uh, accident. It does not, if you watch the video of it, there, there are a number of videos on the internet, but there was one um, where it is so clearly not an accident. There, there's one video that is from the perspective of looking towards the taxi, not on the side of it, looking at the front of it. And you see this driver um, pull the, tra the traffic is stopped or slowing down and he's going along and he starts slowing down, you know, to not hit the car in front of him. And then he veers purposely, clear, you can purposely onto the sidewalk and he mows down a ton of people. Now, there is no way that that could have been an accident. 
The driver is named Chingz, Chingiz, <laughs> not good at this, uh, Anarbek Ulu. And his excuse was that he was exhausted and he passed out. That <laughs> There is no way that that taxi could have done what it did because it continued driving down the street. It didn't just jump up on the curb accidentally and then stop or hit a store or hit something and stop. It mows the people down. So there is no way that if he were passed out that that could have happened with so much force because he, his foot wouldn't have been able to put that much force on the gas to be going that fast. If he was passed out, his foot would fall off the gas or at least be very light. So police, however, in Moscow, they've launched a probe, but they're treating it as a road traffic incident for now because they don't want to stop. Of course, they want as many people as possible to come to the World Cup, duh. Okay, um, now the opposition politician who is calling it a terrorist attack is named Yevgeny Roisman. Roisman, no, Roisman. Yeah, excuse my pronunciation, I murder these names, but Yevgeny Roisman, and he says that it was absolutely deliberate. Now, the driver, um, Ulu, let's just call him Ulu, <laughs> he's 28, and he was from Kyrgyzstan, which is one of the regions where terrorists have come from to perpetrate attacks in Russia. He said he was, he was passed out, and um, uh, this is another thing. This video shows that um, he goes on the curb, he mows down the people, and some people come to the taxi, come, you know, citizens come to both sides of the taxi to try to get him. And um, he opens up the door on the driver's side and he leaps out of the door and he goes running away. Now there is no way if someone was so asleep that uh, if they had passed out, as he said, there was no way that he could have leapt out that quickly and, and gone running down the street, you know, being chased by Moscow, the, these people in Moscow. And um, so the politician, uh, Roisman, is saying that it was a terrorist attack. The crash injured two Mexicans, two Russians, a Ukrainian, and two Azerbaijani citizens. And he's saying it was absolutely deliberate. Um, I, I wish when, after you finish listening to the podcast, you really should go online and look for the video of this um, of this attack <laughs> that I'm talking about, the one that is head on, you know, facing the front, um, seeing it from the very beginning. Uh, it's interesting that, well, I guess it might, must have been, I don't know if it was a video from, from the state, you know, from Russia itself, or whether it was just a, someone in the street. But if it was someone in the street, it's interesting that they got it from so early on that they, you know, that they would have seen signs from when the taxi was, um, you know, just beginning to do this. So there was something that gave the, uh, if it is a person's, uh, a person taking the video, there would have been something that gave the person a clue um, as to the taxi being up to no good. Um, but there are suggestions that Russian authorities and the, the state media, which are tightly controlled by, in Russia, 
they are, were told to cover up bad news during the World Cup. And um, this, this um, they did an investigation into the, the um, background of the driver in Kurdistan. And they found out, he's, first of all, he's married, and he, they carried out checks on his family. And uh, at the request of the Russian authorities, and his parents insisted that he was, quote, not in touch with any questionable or extremist organizations. You know, <laughs> what, what do parents say? Oh, yeah, he's um, the leader of ISIS told him to go do it. Or he followed the proper, that, that would have been, you know, more, make him more, seem more important. But to say, oh, yeah, he followed the proposition, the propaganda proposition. Yeah, well, it, was, well, it was a proposition, but the propaganda for lone wolves. Um, then they they didn't find in his residence any kind of prohibited materials, at least again according to the Russian media. Um, but uh, there, you know, there are claims that there that the media in, is not supposed to, are not supposed to um, reveal bad news during the, uh, not just to the media, but there are claims that that Russian officials, um, you know, from Putin on down, gave like a gag order to law enforcement, not only the media, but to not reveal bad news. In fact, um, one of the people from the law enforcement, a law enforcement agency, who's probably going to be in big trouble, although they didn't mention his name, he said, routine work is going on, but we are posting only positive news due to a special order. Then they did an interrogation of this taxi driver, and he was seen weeping um, on the, in the interrogation. Um, and he, he denied claims that he was drunk. He said that his father was an alcoholic, so he never touches alcohol. Um, you know, but that was what was that was what the media said in Russia originally, that the man was drunk. So he contradicted what they said. Now, interestingly, he's a world-class bronze medal winner in a no-rules form of fighting. Uh, so then when they looked at his postings on a Russian social media platform, they show that he's a martial arts fanatic. Um, he posted likes on uh, the army, on, on postings about the army in Kyrgyzstan you know, his native, his homeland. Um, last year, he won a bronze medal at the World Pankration Championships in the Russian city of Sochi. And uh, it, he also posted pictures of soldiers prostrating themselves at Muslim prayers. Dun, dun, dun. Now, pankration, by the way, is a form of no rules, boxing and wrestling. Um, so he won an award there in Russia and, um, and, but they, they found this one, po at least one posting, uh, soldiers prostrating themselves at Muslim prayers. Now that could be, you could, you know, you could say that was benign, <laughs> but you know what? I have a feeling there's a lot more on, of his postings that are a lot more indicative of his leanings towards 
um, radical Islam. But we are probably not going to hear about this um, if, um, you know, during the World Cup when Russia wants more and more people to come there, and, you know, for the economy of the country, of course, uh, they don't want to scare people to not come. Now, this taxi driver said that he wanted to stop. He saw a man in the crosswalk. He was trying to stop, which is bull, because um, he was behind cars. He was not at the crosswalk, immediately behind the crosswalk. He said, I was just one second, and I pressed the accelerator instead. And then he claims that the reason why he ran away, he really leapt, and he ran as, oh, you know, he was really fast. He was finally caught. Um, but he was really fast. And he said, I was afraid they would have killed me. There were so many people there. Well, you know, this is sounding not very convincing. That's all I have to say. So bottom line, <laughs> you know, go to the World Cup if, you, if that's something that really would give you pleasure. Tell your friends and family to go if that's something that would give them pleasure. But be very careful. Register for the STEP program in the States. Register with the police in Russia. Make sure you tell people, your friends and family, where you're going to be every day. Check in with them every day. Um, and just be very careful where you go. Try to not be in places where there are lots of tourists, but not as much security. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist, and thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.